the lead assassin stepped forward and leveled his glock at the old man's head. Who are you? the old monk asked defiantly. They are the Schutzstaffel de Tottenkopfebander, the assassin said. The old monk's eyes went wide. Good God, he breathed. The assassin smiled. Not even he can save you now. The glock went off one last time, and the assassin swept out into the night. A minute passed, then another. The abbey lay silent. The bodies of the eighteen Jesuit brothers lay sprawled on the floor, bathed in blood. High above, hidden within the ceiling of the enormous dining room, was an attic separated from the dining room by thin wood panelling. It peered out through a crack, blinking with fear. A wide-open human eye. William Race was late for work, again. Race's office was on the third floor of the old Delaware building at New York University. The building had an ancient elevator that travelled at a snail's pace. It was quicker to take the stairs. At thirty-one, Race was one of the youngest members of staff in the Ancient Languages Department at NYU. He was five foot nine and handsome, in an unassuming kind of way, with sandy brown hair and a lean physique. A pair of wire-rimmed glasses framed his blue eyes, and a triangular brown birthmark situated directly below his left eye. Race hurried up the stairs, his mind on his morning lecture, the parking fine he still had to pay, and the article that he'd read in the New York Times that morning, saying that because 85% of people based their pin numbers on important dates like birthdays and the like, Thieves who stole their wallets, thus obtaining not only credit cards, but also driver's licenses containing the owner's dates of birth, were finding it easier to break into their bank accounts. Damn it, Race thought. He was going to have to change his PIN number. He came to the top of the stairwell and hurried out into the corridor. And stopped. Two men stood in the hallway in front of him. Soldiers. They were in full battle dress. Helmets, body armour. M-16s, the lot. One stood halfway down the corridor, nearer to Race, the other stood rigidly to attention outside Race's office. Both men snapped around when they heard him. For some reason, Race suddenly felt inferior, undisciplined. Approaching the first soldier, Race saw the crescent-shaped patch on his shoulder that read, Special Forces. Uh, hi, I'm William Race, I... It's okay, Professor Race, please go in, they're expecting you. The second soldier was a mountain of a man, at least six foot four, with a handsome face, dark hair, and narrow brown eyes that didn't miss a trick. His name patch read Van Lewin. He wore the three stripes of a sergeant. Inside Race's office, Dr. John Bernstein, a white-haired man of fifty-nine and the head of the ancient languages department, was sitting behind the desk, looking uncomfortable. There were three other men in the room— two soldiers, one civilian. The civilian was seated in the guest's chair, a big man, barrel-chested, and dressed in shirt-sleeves and trousers. His dark, heavy-set features were weathered with age and responsibility, and he sat in his chair with the calm assurance of someone who was used to being obeyed. Race got the distinct impression that everyone had been waiting for him. Well, Bernstein said, coming around the desk and shaking his hand, 
Come on in. I'd like you to meet Colonel Frank Nash. The civilian extended his hand. Retired. Good to meet you, he said, looking race over. He indicated the two soldiers. Uh, Captain Scott and Corporal Cochran of the U.S. Army Special Forces Group, the Green Berets. Bernstein cleared his throat. Colonel... I mean, Dr. Nash is from the Tactic Technology Office at the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. He's come seeking our help. Uh-huh, Race thought. His brother Martin worked for DARPA as a design engineer, so he knew more about it than most. DARPA was the primary research and development arm of the Department of Defense, the agency that had invented the ARPANET, the military-only precursor to the Internet. Basically, DARPA worked in partnership with the three branches of the U.S. Armed Forces, developing high-technology military applications appropriate to the needs.